welcome back to another episode of Four Way Discussions, and we've got um, a completely new guest. Yeah. And it's actually a really funny story how we met. Um, uh, so Brandon, welcome, welcome uh, on thank board. Thank you. I'm privileged to be here. Honestly, like when we, cause okay, this is how we met. Okay. Um, I walked in not thinking there's gonna be anybody in the in yeah. the podcast room. Pitch black. I walk in. I look to my, I look to my right, and Brandon's just standing. Yeah, I, think I just finished recording vocals or something like that. I'm like, "Who's this guy coming in?" Because I, I don't think I, I think I booked it, but I was overgoing the time, and I was like, oh. "No one's no one's gonna come at this time." And I just see this guy walking. I'm like, "Oh, whatever." And we just started speaking about telling my story a bit, and yeah. we just started speaking, connecting, heard about this, and yeah. here we are. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, can't lie. I I did jump when I walked in. I was yeah. yeah I, I was like, oh shit. I, I feel like I perform better in the dark when I like record vocals. For some reason, I just feel more like connected to my voice and my sound. When I'm, I don't know. It's it's really weird actually, but it just helps me. How? When did you start um singing and uh, rapping? Or Honestly, like I used to be like really good at poetry as a kid. My really? my English teacher was very attractive. I'm telling you, you know, you know, <laughs> you know the ones there in school. So I was like doing extra poetry homework. I was like just that student. I was I was mm-hmm. not really smart. Anything else, just English literature. I was amazing. Cool. And then uh, one, I used to work at this place called West Ham. At, you know, football club West Ham. I know. I know yeah, I used to work at like, the shop selling merchandise, and there was this rapper called Jordy's, like, a big time rapper nowadays. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we just chatting about music. He's like, bro, you've actually got some decent bars. Like, what have you ever thought about going to a studio? And I was like, you know what? No, but I did at one point. I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Let's, let's see where it goes. And um, I didn't really have the voice at the time. It's not easy to just walk in. I could never sing, but I used to practice a lot in the shower and things like that. And over a while, people were just like, you know what? You can write. You can write. Mm-hmm. So I just started um, writing for big businesses, bigger, no, bigger, bigger industries and things like that. And eventually I went to like an event with Kiss FM and one of their like producers wow. like liked my work and it was like, you know what? Why don't you come down and write some things for us? And that's how I got into songwriting. And now I'm just developing as an artist and finding my my own genre, my own style, that kind of thing. What inspired you? Because um, it must there must be a bit more than that, like from poetry and then to, to songwriting, to rapping. What, yeah, what, what inspired my, well, that? my entire life has been crazy. Well, I used to be a footballer as well. I used to, you know... Used to be a footballer? Yeah, <laughs> professional footballer. I played for my country as well. Like, um, I used, I'm Maltese by blood. And That's why, I mean, I did see you were you were in, in Malta the last yeah, week. We yeah. were meant to have the podcast then, but yeah, you, you told me you were was, in Malta. I was in Malta, unfortunately, yeah. Um. So I, I was really good at football growing up. You know, I kind of, I left home really young. I was about 15 when I left home and all I really had was football. Like growing up where I'm from in East London, it's just, you have football, that's it. On the street, you're playing ball every single day with the neighborhood kids. And yeah. um, that, was, that was my focus. But I never really thought about it. Like, I never listened to music, especially at training. My coach would be like, don't listen to music because when you're on the pitch, the earphones aren't on the pitch. Your headphones are on the sideline, so don't listen to music and train. But when I fell off from football, I was like, music's like amazing. Music's great. It's like, mm-hmm. I realized the depth of music and like the vocals and, the chords and the instruments and notes and I just really become like love with music and um, as I was saying the inspiration really just come from my life like mm-hmm. things I went through traveling the world really young leaving home just all that kind of just as an expression of what my music music is now so you, you left home at yeah. a, as, a, as a young kid <laughs> yeah, was, what happened there Um, kind of just circumstance of my family arguments things like that obviously everyone goes through that things mm-hmm. like that so um, I think I was like 15 and my parents were going through a divorce and I was like you know what we had, I had a massive argument with my mother and I said you know what I'm going to go. Just, I left, never looked back. To this day, I, still, I don't speak to my mum, you know, since that oh. day, like three years on. like. Were you living in Malta at the time? I was living in, in Grays in Essex. Okay. On the border suburbs of London. And mm-hmm. after that, I was just roaming the world. I was Maltese by blood. Um, so I knew that I could live out there. And yep. I was like, why don't I just move to this beautiful hot island? Mm-hmm. Why, why did I do that? And I was fortunately good enough for football. I managed to get a scholarship with a football club in, in Essex somewhere. And then I moved to Malta to play for the national team, played wow. a bit of football out there. Um, eventually I just stopped playing football like, I had the opportunity but with the Brexit that kind of thing it was like to play football abroad you need to have a visa and that really screwed me up at my age I was only 17 playing abroad by myself oh, see, and, yeah. but I'm grateful because I feel like 
even though I miss football so much now, mm-hmm. the music has been, it's, I've developed part of myself where I've started to love parts about the world. When, you're, when I was playing football, I was very narrow-minded, just concentrating on football. You know, you're training every day, you're kind of just missing out on a lot of social events, big part of life. But music's kind of brought everything and pieced it all together in that sense. Was was that fo- the, the football culture itself? Or when um, you say that you were you didn't really go uh, acknowledge what was going on all around, was it just because of the, fo- the culture you're around? Or was it that the, the mindset you were in and the circumstances you were dealing with? Yeah, I feel like a bit of both, really. Um, as a footballer, anyways, at the level I was playing at, mm-hmm. you have to be training. I was playing football every day. You know, the program I was at, the, the academy, I was training every day. And um, I ain't really got time to be going party and meeting people, you know what I'm saying? I'm just training at the gym twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, as a general, like, football culture is like, really social. But at that level, it was kind of so much pressure on me to do well that I was almost like just hiding myself away. Just I was me against the world, just me... Everything was football, and mm-hmm. at the time, it's that, that was everything to me. But now I'm only realizing now how much I really was missing out about other parts of life. And did do you think that hiding, not the hiding away, but that kind of being put back and stuck in that little bubble helped you really like ex- being able to express yourself through music? Yeah, because I, I found so. that um, it's a bit, it's, it's not as serious as you. But when I found, because I live quite far away from here, yeah. so I live a thirty minute walk. Mm. And at the time, I didn't, I had no like, no 4G, I had no nothing. So I was just, okay, what do I do? And I was feeling a bit stressed. I started like, started singing on the side, <laughs> on the pavement, <laughs> on the way home. So all the people were just like, what's this kid doing? Yeah. So I, I started writing a, a country, it's a funny song. I love country. Country with like a, the proper southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> so I started writing like silly songs like that. And I found that really like a pretty big and useful like stress reliever yeah you know? yeah music is um i, I didn't realize I, f- I feel like i must have been stupid my whole life because only now <laughs> like recently i'm realizing that i can hear musical notes and attach feelings and memories to these like i i didn't really understand it but someone said it to me a while ago like you know like mozart that old school kind of music like beethoven people were like, telling me like this is the part of the song where he's like, going through a marriage breakup i'm like well i don't hear nothing but <laughs> now as i as i'm like learning into music and i, I can hear different almost feelings in music and it's like an expression of like obviously with lyrics and now mm-hmm. music is, is so like the, the it's well written to the point where like it's almost poetry again yeah. but um, as you said it's, it's literally an expression of feelings and life it's just an escape really yeah well, I mean poetry is because I remember at school for me at least I I despised I despised yeah. music yeah. I despised even though I did English literature at A level like learning about the poetry that the 1500s or something oh, was right. writing I it's know, I know. it was just no interest to me but then i started expressing it um exploring it by myself and yeah. trying to write myself and it's just been a, a big explosion of uh, self expression you know yeah i used to if myself i used to hate music like i got kicked out of my class in music every <laughs> lesson i swear my english teacher miss jones she used to kick me out all the time like, i hated it like i'd never listen to music because of because of football i was i was almost like disciplined to like not listen to music so i can just train my mind to to like I don't know, just discipline anyways. Um, but as I was saying, like, but I just, poetry, for some weird reason, I was just always in love with, like, rhyming patterns of, of literature. I don't know why. I used to read a lot as a kid. I spent a lot of time just reading books, that kind of thing. But it's fascinating how much, like, even back in the day, poetry was a huge part. Like, we don't really realise this as now as, like, a society, but 200 years ago, poetry was, like, pop music now. Like, mm-hmm. like my flatmate the other day explained this to me, and it's almost in a sense, like, the, the way they rhymed was, like, the same way we would hear like lyrics from a, a song nowadays and it's like that's how they like felt like an expression that's crazy our like ed sheeran now he would be a poet back yeah back yeah in the yeah, yeah like the, the, the big the biggest like flex back in the day was being a poet he was a poet like <laughs> Yo, well, this guy's a celebrity. Yeah, new level that, like, <laughs> you know what i said it's, it's insane it's, it's crazy how times have changed and uh, 
I even say now, when people ask me, like, what do you do for, like, what, what do you do for hobbies? And I'll say, I'm a poet, man. Even, a poet. even though I'm the first from, from it, I, I, like I, I make, like, rap music, but it, it's a form of poetry in itself, in, in itself even. So you, um, you mentioned that um, you had your first gig in, in Hackney, Yeah, was it? it wasn't my first gig, actually. I've been performing at venues. So before I came to uni, I was traveling all over, just traveling on the road, kind of hitchhacking around different places, different countries. Was staying in hostels, no, in tents, or anywhere, the streets, train stations, random people's houses, um, and I would do performances at different bars. I, I'd go to like open mic events all over, all over like Germany. I'm talking Poland, things like that, and I'm just performing at these bars. And I'm like, at this time, I'm not a songwriter, kind of. I'm just kind of learning myself. But I was so good at singing UK rap to these other countries. They were like hearing this UK rap, and like this guy, it sounds good. Yeah. So I was, I was getting a bit of money from that just to survive and. Um, as I said, that was that, that wasn't my first gig, but this the show I had last week in Hackney was my first like where I was a registered artist to perform at this show, and yeah, it was it was amazing. I loved the yeah, the, it was just it, I was really nervous. I'm, if I'm being real, I was so nervous going on stage, looking in front of all these people, and it was um it was for Black History Month as well. So I was a white artist, and I love yeah. I love that diversity and things like that. But it was I was I was worried that I wasn't gonna be able to fit in with a culture. But in the end, they did loved you us. have any like potentially negative experiences? Did you have that kind of the stigma around? Did some people like what's this guy um, doing? Here? Do you, do you did know you what? Feel yeah. out of place? Yeah, if def- you know what yeah. I mean. As soon as I turn up, so like I don't know if you've ever been to Hackney. Have you been to Hackney? I have not. Been oh, to it's like one of the most like honestly like all, all respect to Hackney, if East London. I love East London. That's my but that's the most honestly sketchy place <laughs> in the world. I'm telling you, don't know. And the venue was that. It's the Hackney Social Club, which is behind like an alleyway of a train station, like proper, oh. like proper GTA like <laughs> gang location. I'm telling you, I'm like, so I'm there by myself. Um, none of my friends pulled, none of my friends that could make us. They all like studying. So I went by myself. Like, I pulled up and wow. and I'm outside and I'm just this this whack kid of a backpack on. They're like, they're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm performing. Oh, they're like, oh yeah, your brand come come through. But I was getting a few looks straight away. People could see that I was nervous, but I think with music, this is the beauty of it. People know like if you're here to do music. Um, they'll welcome you and I was getting people just coming up to me saying like I love your necklace I love your clothes I love your style like what are you going to be performing like, just it welcomed me and I, I just felt so a part of it after that but I definitely was a little bit nervous going into that place because um, that um, that reminds me of a uh, Jamie Foxx mm. he what is it he, he discovered Ed Sheeran and stuff like that yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, Jamie Foxx took Ed Sheeran to like an all black um club singing karaoke place mm-hmm. so he was the only white guy there so he turns up with his little his little guitar yeah, yeah. and all yeah all of them are going up to jamie and like what's this kid doing why are you yeah. bringing here mm-hmm. so and it's 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 pretty like pretty revolutionary that you go in there you overcome all those barriers yeah. the stereotypes and you just and perform your hand and music is such a a unifier uni- right? yeah literally and as i said like i grew up in, in an area where like it's what we culture so i was honestly the only white kid on my street so i grew up around that culture but mm-hmm. when it comes to music I, I didn't and the song i was performing the songs i was performing wasn't even like they weren't even cultured it was more like just personal so i was really worried that are they even gonna understand my vibe they gonna understand mm-hmm. it but thankfully Cause I'm, it's funny you mentioned Ed Sheeran. He's my favorite artist. My complete. Really? I, I love Ed Sheeran. Like, a lot of people laugh at that. Like, oh, he's such a. Like, I love Ed Sheeran. I'm telling you, like, um, my biggest music inspiration. I would say. Ed he's Sheeran. your biggest inspiration. 100%, 100%. What 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 about Ed Sheeran? Like, inspired. Um, way, inspired. The way he come up, that kind of thing. Uh, the freedom, the way he lives his life, the how like universal like he's worked on so many different genres and different projects on music i've seen like he's on a track with central c 50 cent eminem like like all these big artists from different genres and he can just hop on that he can rap he can sing he can produce like he can rap like he is just but yeah i wanted to bring it back to when you were homeless yeah of like, course yeah so I'm, where I'm, did you end up like tra- you said you uh, traveled through europe yeah, where so did you travel to? at this time i was homeless i was still doing my gcse's i i did uh yeah it was just 
it was a lot going on at the time. It was crazy, but I was still like doing. It was at the time of GCSEs where you don't really go in school; you're just revising. So I was like, okay. "Screw that!" So I, I actually ended up winging my GCSEs. I turned up just winged it. Wow. I managed to pass. Like I'm at uni now, so yeah. I, did, I guess I did so right. <laughs> but um, I, immediately when I was homeless, I was just like crashing at my friend's house, just honestly living anywhere, like just different sofa surfing that kind of thing. And eventually, uh, the summer holidays hit, and I moved to like some small little seaside town in Essex called like, Harwich. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like not not far from here actually. Um. <laughs> And then from there, I just I was like, you know, I'm I'm not like I've got the world in my hands right now. Mm-hmm. Like I can go anywhere, and I'm free to the world. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like what's stopping back? I was like, what a young kid. Um, that's that's very interesting because a lot of people in that situation would have resulted, you know, go down to go down to like drugs, yeah, go down yeah. to the pretty dangerous and pretty nasty path. You know, yeah, I was like involved in it. So like in a lot of my pro- my background environment I was raised in is a lot of uh, drug gang. You know, I lost one of my closest friends when I was 15. Like he got stabbed and killed and just seeing that was that was hard. That's, that's just the environment I grew up in. So um, and even when I was like crashing at places and, and sofa surfing, I was even staying at some places where I'm seeing like huge amounts of drugs coming. I'm like, really? if I get caught here, I'm, my life's finished. So mm-hmm. that was uh, um, a big shock to me. But I, literally, I'm, I'm grateful in a sense that I managed to I don't know why or how I, I just chose that path, but I kind of just followed what, what my heart wanted me to do, and I just wanted to just travel, learn about the world, and I think I, I grave away, ended up doing so well with it. Yeah, so you and you were in Malta for a bit. Where you were, where else did you go? Um, so I, I've been like I started off in in Malta. I didn't start off. I moved there like yeah. twenty twenty, but summer twenty one. I was just traveling everywhere. I started off in like Germany, particularly. I hitchhiked to Belgium, so I was <laughs> at a gas station in. Uh, in Surrey, I, I think it's like Seven Oaks in Surrey, mm-hmm. and some guy was in like a really cool N- Nissan GTR, and I said, "Mate, I love your car." I don't know why I was at the petrol station. I think I was just the train. There was no trains that day, so I was waiting for a bus replacement to come through. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, this guy drove past. I was like, "I love your car, mate." He said, "Do you want to come for a ride?" I said, "Where are you going?" He said, uh, um, "I'm trying to think of this. It was a city in Netherlands. I think it was like Arnhem or something like that." And I said, "I, I said I got no money." He said, "Give me a fiver. I'll drive you there." I said, right, "I've got nothing to do at this point. I've got my passport on me because I was traveling the world. Like the world, I had my passport with me at all times." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, cool." So I just get on this. This we, we just we just go like I just, you just drive. Yeah, I swear. Like at the time, I'm still like I'm not really on social media too much. But my friends are like, "What? What are you doing? Like, are you good?" And I wasn't ever the type of person to be like, "Yo, I'm homeless. I need help." I never did that. I was always just like, "I'm figuring. It out, I'm gonna figure. It out, I'm gonna figure it out." And grateful it just being kind to people managed to get me far. You know, this kid, this guy, um, turned out to be like a Twitch streamer, and his Twitch, uh, Twitch subscribers donated me money. They gave me like a couple hundred euros just to. I ended up in Bruges in in Belgium from this hitchhike journey. We, we had a, we went on the ferry and everything. I'm just he's like, well, it was nice meeting you, bro. See you later. And I just ended up in Belgium. I'm just stuck <laughs> here in this Belgium city of like, yeah, it was just it was amazing. And just wow. from there, I just started going around different places. Ended up in like Germany, Luxembourg, all these places. I just I loved it. <laughs> what was your favorite uh, favorite country that you visited? Uh, favorite country. Ooh, I don't even know if I have a favorite. Bruges was the most beautiful because I kind of just turned up. I didn't even know, like most places that I ended up going. I was just kind of like, where am I going? I, I've never heard this place. I was mm-hmm. going to like some villages, especially in like France. I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah. But um, favorite country, I loved Poland. When Poland. I, yeah, I loved Poland. It was. W- what about Poland? Was so, so free, so like so free. Yeah, and and it sounds crazy because you'd be like the political history of that country mm-hmm. isn't free, but it's almost like. I don't, I don't know. I think as a, as a British citizen, I was free there because I was so different. It was like walking around a crowd of NPCs. I was like, it was insane. <laughs> but um, Malta as well is beautiful. It's like a, it's a tropical island in the in the African coast. It's just a beautiful multicultural like Palego. It's, it's amazing. I love Malta. Literally just was there last week and I'm just <laughs> thinking back to the best memories I've had there growing up. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I got a lot. Hitchhiking. Got, yeah, there was How, one. Wasn't that a bit scary at times? You know what? Yeah, like, it's not not even. I wasn't really hitchhiking, hitchhiking. I'd mm. be like just 
circumstantially, I wasn't standing at the side of the road just being like, oh, stop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was, was, it was never like that. I'd be just in like a McDonald's charging my phone or something and I would just yeah. be like chatting to someone and they'd be like, where you going? I'd be like, oh, can I, carry, can I get a ride to the next seat? Mm-hmm. And that way I would just end up and then one time I ended up in Hamburg in Germany and some old guy gave me his bike and I was like, I could do something like with it. Like the cycle bike. Yeah, but cycle. And this is how I ended up on Sky News for the first time. You were on Sky News? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're going to be pulling up all the screenshots and stuff. It's crazy. I was on Sky News. There um, will be, like, maybe here. <laughs> there we'll, we'll find, we'll find so you. I made, like, international news in front of, like, 14 million people. Wow. It was insane. So, I, anyways, but this carries with this story I was telling you. So, I'm, I'm in Hamburg, and I'm like, this Hamburg actually was really beautiful. That's going to be one of the best places. Just the entire city just was beautiful. Um... And some guy gave me his bike. He, he told me about when he was younger, in like the 60s and 70s, he went on a bicycle journey around the whole of Europe. And I was like, that sounds sick. That yeah. sounds sick. Like It's like when you're in a car, or you're just passing through the motorway. You're not seeing no silly city village kind of thing. And on a bicycle, like, I saw everything. You're going right into the middle of the countryside, right yeah, into yeah. the city. You have to go really up close. It's not that you're, you're like, kind of protected the, by the yeah, car. You're you know? on the pavement and you're seeing things. You're stopping, you're meeting people. Um, it was, I started in Hamburg and ended up the journey in Strasbourg in France, which wow. is like 1,200 kilometers, which is... That's insane. So I made Sky News because during this time, circumstantially, West Ham, the team I follow, West Ham, mm. were playing against Frankfurt. Yeah. So I managed to get to Frankfurt on a bicycle. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really think much of it at the time. But then like somebody saw a tweet or something like that, a news report from Sky, and they was like, yo, did you just cycle from Hamburg to to frankfurt like 500 kilometers in, in like a week by yourself i was like yeah and they was like tomorrow morning come down to the square we're going to get you on in front of sky sports cameras we're going to film we're going to ask oh you some God. yeah so there's a whole like interview out there um you'll see like i have my bike my satchel everything it was crazy and then i made literally made i'm, I'm on all over facebook pages i've got friends from back home that i haven't spoke to in years like bro i, I just seen you on, on, on like <laughs> facebook it's, it was crazy crazy time on my life um but yeah it was that was just just one crazy story of many just one crazy story yeah that was like and before that was it, it only gets weird. I ended up getting arrested the next day, hit by a car. You got arrested? What yeah. You, what? Uh, so after that Frankfurt game, it was like, I got to Frankfurt and I was like, this is sick. Like, I've just made international news. I've got, I'm getting free pints all over from the West Ham fans. I'm like, it's great. But where do I go now? I'm just like, just I'm, just, there. I'm just in Germany. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to the Alps. I'm going to cycle to the Alps. I'm like, I'm going to go to, to Switzerland. I'm like, mm-hmm. what have I got to do? I've got nothing to do. I've got nowhere to be. You, I'm waiting for uni at this point, technically. This was like in May. So I've got literally nowhere to be, nowhere to live. I might as well just start traveling around. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm cycling south towards like um, Munich and Strasbourg. Mm-hmm. And I stopped in a city called uh, um, Heidelberg, Heidelberg, which is next, which is kind of near Luxembourgish. And um, it was crazy because I just arrived. I, I parked my bike up and literally as soon as I parked my bike up, it was a Friday night and it was like a university city. Heidelberg is a huge university city. There's a lot of university students, like more busy than Norwich, like insane. Mm-hmm. And I parked my bike up and for like two seconds I glimpsed and, like I just looked back and someone like pushed me on the floor and I was like, what? Shit. What the hell? And my bike at the time was was chained up, thankfully, mm-hmm. but my bags weren't. So oh, there was no. two black satchels and they were like identical. And in one of them was my passport, my money, my phone, Shit. and the other was my camping gear and things like that. So it was like 50-50. So th- these guys pushed me to the floor, took my bags and run. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, so I'm chasing after these guys. Anyways, the police have seen this because it's a really busy night. You know, there's a police everywhere. They yeah. see me chasing them, and I'm like into a like, confrontation at this point. I'm just fighting these two. These two like they were like um, way older than me. Like I don't think I don't even think they were German. I think they were Turkish. There's a huge population of Turkish people in 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 Germany, and I I got arrested. Thankfully, I managed to grab one of the bags back. But I don't know what's in this bag. Yeah. The police confiscated that and took it off me. Thankfully, my passport was in there, but no phone. 
So anyway, I get arrested. They let me out of the station. They wait. I have to wait like three hours for a translator because nobody in these parts of Germany really speaks English to a great level. Yeah. And um, I got released at four in the morning. I'm like, what do I do now? They're like, sorry, we can't help you. Go to the embassy. The nearest embassy is like 200 miles yeah, away. It's in Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it was um, the nearest embassy was in Munich actually. So it's like oh, it was. Okay. It was either go 400 miles north to Berlin or go mm. to to Munich. Okay. And I was like, no. Nah. But there was a there was a British. Um, not an, what's, what's not an embassy, but like it's an ambassador. There's okay, an yeah, the, the consular. Uh, consular, yeah, yeah. There was one in Stuttgart, which is this. Cr I didn't. I like. I'm traveling around. I don't know. I don't have a phone. I'm not searching up these cities. I don't have. Yeah. I'm not. You're not. You're not searching up. Oh, not where's the nearest? Yeah, U uh, UK consulate. They gave yeah. me. They gave me this shady. Oh, oh sorry. I swear. Am I allowed to swear? Of course. Oh, yeah. this shady address, and it's just like a bunch of numbers and coordinates. I'm like, <laughs> that's all I've got. This piece of paper. I've got a bike which is broken. I've got one satchel. I've got no camping gear. I've got no money. No phone. I've got nothing. I've literally. I'm stranded. I've just been released of a police station. I've got no one to contact home. So I'm like, what do I do? I remember sitting under an oak tree. It was like four in the morning. It was really aesthetic. Was the sun was rising. I'm just sitting under this oak tree, and I'm just like, what do I do now? I'm I'm frozen in life. And I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cycling south. I'm gonna go to the Alps. I was like, there's nothing better to do. And uh, there's no point even trying to go to, to embassy because they're not. Gonna, that's what can they do? They can't give me money. They like, can't give you money. They, they can, can they literally can... just give you a list. Of, oh, here's a lawyer, or here's here's a potential flight yeah, that you can't even pay. Yeah, I can't for. even pay. I got no <laughs> money. And then anyway, so I'm cycling south, and I'm going into the mountains at this point. I didn't even know Germany had mountains. We're in like the Black Forest era. Uh, area sorry and it's like this huge mountain range i'm like just i must be like three thousand feet above sea level at this wow. point to the point where my breathing is actually like i'm i'm noticing effects my bike is broken my bike broke so many times i could tell what was wrong with the bike by the noise it made i'll be like oh that's the chain gone there oh, that's no. that's the back pedal like, I, I could tell it straight away um and anyways i got hit by a car in the mountains you were like on a like on, on a on an angle going um, up or i was, and I was, was going like, down and i was went down. i was flying like 40 kilometers on a bicycle i, I was completely out of line I shouldn't be doing that but I, there was these roads were empty like, yeah. I hadn't seen a car in long oh, fair so I'm slowing down at this point I'm like cool and out of nowhere a car turns from like a country road yeah. and just swaps me up that way I'm swapped oh, on the shit. floor I'm like barrel rolling on the floor I'm like in shock literally because yeah. I just got hit by a car going about 40 kilometers an hour thankfully it clipped the back of my bike so I didn't get hit by the car the mm -hmm. bike did and I just rolled off the bike was in bits like the handlebar had snapped around the lights have fallen off um, I've cut my entire my trousers are cut you can see my leg as I'll show you as, as I showed you, and um, I was just pouring blood, and I'm in shock. I'm like, I, I got up. I'm like, I'm still alive. Um, the person drove off. They didn't even realize they hit oh, me. Oh, they drove off. They, they didn't, didn't even yeah, stop. Yeah, this I mean, like, this, they didn't even realize. Um, and it wasn't until I couldn't even ride the bike. I was pushing it. I was, I was just in the middle of nowhere. I was in like this town called, um, where was I? And you're like, you couldn't even call an ambulance. You oh, couldn't no, call I the police. Not. You had nothing. I was screwed. Yeah. It, I, I, it went until I got to this little lake district. Um, where I was going to sit down and eat my life. I'm still carrying on my journey at this point. I'm still like, in my head, I'm still going to Switzerland. I'm like, yeah. I'm still going, I don't care. Um, I didn't realize how bad the injuries, I'll tell you, I'll get to that later, but injuries that like, like, really affect me like physically over, over the course of a few months. But I get to this like, really small like, fishing lake. It's beautiful. I have to show you the photos on my, on my phone because I, I had a, a camera, thankfully. So I was like, all I had was this really old, um, I, I don't know what type of camera it is. It's like one of those, Nikon, is it Nikon? Nikon, yeah, Nikon, Nikon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's all I had. It was just I couldn't even charge it, so I'm like running out of battery on this. But I just the photos I've got are just beautiful, and um, it went until some guy come over to me. He's speaking. As I said, I'm in a part of Germany where no one speaks English. You were you talking to the German guy? Yeah. He, say, he sees blood. He sees massive bruises. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's exactly what it was. I I came to sat down to eat my lunch because as I said, I'm I'm still like I'm in shock. I didn't realize 
how badly I was in pain or anything like that because I'm just this like 20 minutes after the accident. I, so it's I, just pure adrenaline at this point. Yeah, literally. I'm just, I'm sitting down. It's the most beautiful like fishing park I've ever been. I'm like, it's like there's mountains. Like, there's like a waterfall flowing down. Wow. It's this massive reservoir with different. And it's like, he was like the park warden or something. He just he noticed me. I, I thought he was kind of trying to kick me off because it might be in a private land. Mm. I don't understand any of these signs. I'm in <laughs> Germany where I don't I don't understand German. I'm seeing road signs which don't make sense. It's not even like the the road signs even make sense vis- visually. Yeah. Like I'm guessing what they mean. Um, and I think it's, I thought he was about to kick me out. He's like, he's like, he came with a bandage. He's like, he's like, bro, your leg. He just straps my leg up. Um, he's like, do you want to go? He said, to hospital, like hospital, like first aid. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. Um, and just say, I went about my journey, mm-hmm. and I went a bit more south. So I've strapped my leg up and I feel like that. And I, I was honestly in the most beautiful area. I think I was, I, I was like in a town called like Ostrinchen or something like that. It was a beautiful town, but it's like one of those. So in the UK, the villages in the UK, they'll be like a Greg's or something like that. Yeah. If the villages in this part of Germany. There's nothing. There will be like a local one, bakery, maybe, maybe, literally, maybe. There will be like a hotel where no one stayed for like the last. Not even a hotel, but like a motel where nobody stays, unless you're committing like a felony. You yeah. do not stay there unless you're doing something shady, <laughs> literally. Um, and the people were like, uh, no one speaks English, like nobody. So I'm asking for water in houses and stuff like that, and it's just insane. It really, this really opened my mind about the world, like how many, what there's so much happening at once in the world. And, um, anyways, I continue going south. And I got to, this was the same day. Let's, this is the day after. This is the Yo, day. You got hit by a car. <laughs> this is the day after I got arrested. Like, I'm going through oh all my of this. God. My bike barely works. And I'm, I'm in, um, now it's, it's about sunset. It was it's probably about May. So, like, the, the sun is setting quite late, thankfully. And I'm in, the, I'm in like, the, the Black Forest. I don't know if you heard of the Black Forest. It's an area of Germany where, like, it spans out. And I, I'm just a clueless kid. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm, you barely I'm, know where you are. I, I don't. I don't know where I am. I do not know where I am. I just. I'm, I've got a compass and I'm just following itself because the Switzerland. When I see the mountains, um, the Alps, then I'll know where I am. And I got. I got to this very small village. I've been cycling for like an hour at this point. I was back on my bike, kind of just rolling down the hill. My leg was in so much pain, just slowly pedaling. And I got to this this village, and I was like, "There's this guy fixing his car." I was walking down the street. There's like an entrance to the forest, and there's like a one house before it, the entrance. Mm-hmm. And I said, "This guy fixing his car is old, like Mustang." I was like. I said I said the name of a town. I said like um, Baden Baden. If you've ever heard of this town called Baden Baden, it's this luxurious. I didn't know this. I just I I just saw a road sign that said Baden Baden. It was more capitalized than every any other town. So I was like, there's definitely somewhere I can get food there. Like yeah. there's definitely something there. <laughs> like it just sounds better than all these small villages with all these like words I've never heard. Seems logical. Let's go down that path. Yeah. So <laughs> I said to this guy like uh, Baden Baden. Yeah. He's like what? Because it's like 40 kilometers, which it's not bad, but yeah. it's through the forest. I didn't realize that. <laughs> and once you got that, he, he explained this to me. He could speak German, but his son, luckily, he had a, he had a friend. His son was like 21 who listened to UK Drill, mm-hmm. who knew a bit of UK rap somehow. Um, so he's like, no, no, he's like, no, no, don't go today. Don't. He's like, he's like, he's like, warning me, do not go into the forest. I'm like, all right. So I'm not going to go to this guy's house, get some water, and I'm going to carry on. I, I didn't really listen. I was like, I'm, I don't care. Um, so I go into his house, and then luckily, the, his wife was a nurse. He, she saw my leg and was like, what are you doing? That is going to get infected ASAP because I haven't showered in a while. I'm yeah. washing in the rivers and the lakes and that kind of thing. It's like literally like a movie. <laughs> and um, and uh, thank, thankfully, uh, his, his, uh, the son spoke a bit of English. Like, now he's one of my best mates. Like, me and him connect. We, we speak. Like, um, it was just crazy that somebody who lived in that part of the world just I was able to connect with. And um, he spoke. He was, he was like, if you go into that forest, you go 40 me- feet into that forest when it's dark, you will not know your way out. There's wolves in these forests. There's bears. I had no idea. Shit. There's. He's like, you'll go in there at night. You'll never come back out. You'll never until and maybe if you survive until the morning, you'll be so lost. You'll not even find the footpath. He's like, you'll never make it. So he's like, stay here tonight. I shower. I slept in this comfy bed. I hadn't slept properly for a while. I've been sleeping like half awake. 
half asleep for in, on park benches, things like that for the last like two weeks of my life. I remember sleeping and then the next morning he gave me a ride across to Baden Baden where I cycled down the German and French border, which is a river actually. The, the border of France and Germany, that part of Germany, is a river. I didn't realize that. I thought you could just drive across. Yeah. So I drove all the way south to and across the border to Strasbourg. Strasbourg is a beautiful city as well. Um, that kind of brings us, he gave me like 40 euros, like, you know, good luck on your journey kind of thing. And I, I could even contact him on social media. Look, I, not, here's the thing. When I was on the international news, I made it so, I was so popular. All these BBC, ITV are like, yo, we want to speak to you. But I lost my phone the next day. I, <laughs> so so I, I'm like internationally famous, but I'm, they think I, I, there's nothing. I don't, I don't, no one knows what's happening. Um, so I missed out on a lot of opportunities. There were still some people when I eventually got back to, I went back to Poland. So I ended up going to Strasbourg and I met this artist who he, he bought me a ticket to go to Poland where I started my journey mm -hmm. when I was living in Rotswurf and uh, put my bike on the back of some like Flix bus, which is some bus that like, takes you from, from like Strasbourg. It was like a 30 hour trip from Strasbourg. Wow. It stopped in Munich, stopped in Berlin, then in Rotswurf and I eventually made it back to Poland. I was like, got my phone back. I was like, I got a new phone. I was like, oh bro. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, that was just a crazy, that's just an example of like the things I've done while I've traveling. But w throughout this trip, you must have been at, li at some point a bit demoralized. I, oh. I just got hit by a, I just got hit by a car. I've been arrested. Yeah, because obviously my leg is bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So what I did after, like, when I got to to Strasbourg, I was like, I'm still convinced I'm gonna go to Switzerland at this point. I'm like, I'm gonna go to the Alps. I'm not going through all of this just to give up. Yeah. And I got to a library and I, I got in contact with one of my friends uh, from Poland, and they were like, I, w I was at this point. I'm losing my. I'm, I haven't slept. I'm hungry as hell. Mm -hmm. I'm like. I'm dying. Like my the the, the physical pain. I, I lost so much blood in that. That I lost so much iron. That I'm losing hair. I'm literally physically. I'm literally Shit. dying. Literally. So I was like, it was like fifty fifty. I was like, do I carry on and go to the Alps? That'd be pretty cool. Or do I just quit the day? Um. So that anyways, they bought me a ticket back to Poland. I was like, whatever, man. Like, the, the road. Like I've, I've been through the war. I've you been hit by a everything. car. I've been arrested. I've been like, and I'm just everywhere. And then I was like, whatever. But yeah, it was demoralizing as hell because. I was the loneliest person in the world. All I had was my, I couldn't speak to anybody. Mm -hmm. I was going hours and days without speaking to anybody in English. I had this journal, this notepad. Um, actually, when, when I, my bags got stolen, in that bag that I got, like, got stolen, it was my money, but the most valuable thing to me, I lost my, my journal that I'd been writing for months while I was traveling. That broke my heart. And to this day, that's why I haven't started journaling again, because I'm, I do it all on my laptop now, because mm -hmm. I thought, I'm, I wrote all of that. I'm talking about I'm talking about writing about girls I'm writing about everything and mm -hmm. somebody just stole it but uh, that broke my heart but it was demoralizing in a sense because like like I, I was so alone in Germany I had not like I could have died in a car accident I could have died in the black forest no one would have ever found my body the wolves would have eaten me I would, mm -hmm. I would be gone from existence like so it, it, it did seem like throughout your journey you relied on the kindness of of people yeah of strangers, of strangers. and like we're always taught as a kid to not don't get involved yeah, yeah. don't trust strangers don't talk to them but I feel like especially in this world where there's so much negativity but being able to from your experience to acknowledge that people are out there actually they are yeah. they want to help they want to be there and it helped you. me now because now a lot of my friends are very pessimistic with strangers but I relied on strangers a big part yeah. of, especially from when I was 15 just, just to survive and get to where I am today like strangers have made me who I am in a sense and uh it's really made me more optimistic about the world and like now i can just meet like how we met with strangers and look yeah. where we are now you just have to give people a chance uh, of course there's not they're not going to be all perfect in the world but i'm grateful that i've it because there's so many people especially in this generation still that doubt strangers they like they they like protect themselves from anybody mm -hmm. but like 
because I'm I'm protected by myself now. I know that I've been through this. I'm like whatever. I can handle it. I'm gonna I can do it again. I know that I've I don't know. It's like I've I've become wiser. It's yeah. But I'm I'm grateful. You're grateful. It's, it's, what what is the other thing that you think you've may have learned on that journey? Because um, relying on strangers is one thing, but then you must have one I hell of a, a determination. You know, you keep going yeah. no matter what and cycling all across. Yeah, so I'm cycling like a lot. I'm cycling to the point where like I've got on my seat. You know how how, how hard it is to sit on a bike seat as a, a male bike. The seat is designed to just give you like some kind of. I'm I'm, I'm not even gonna state that, but. I was putting. Oh, my, I know. Barrel bikes are the same. Oh, bro, it's a joke. I'm, I'm telling <laughs> it's you, it's not the same experience and as yours, but remember, it's just hella uncomfortable. The bike I was given by this grandfather, this old guy in Hamburg, it's like a, a city bike made in the eighties. Like it's, <laughs> it's not like a, a, a like a Carrera. It is genuinely like I've got a picture of the bike somewhere. I put, I had to put like a red waterproof thing on it. I had a, a shopping bag and a jumper and my hat all over just so I can sit on the seat for like more than two hours a day. It was, ex- and at this point, I'm still going uphill. Like this mm-hmm. whole journey, I was like. I was like, am I doomed to just, where am I going? Like, because I, I thought I was going up the Alps. I, I thought, I didn't realise that the Black Forest was a, I didn't even know these places existed. Mm-hmm. And I just learned the adventure. Now, I, like, I learned the, um, I, I guess in a sense that I learned to find and appreciate any part of the world and love any part of, of the world and, and life in the sense that I can be anywhere now mm-hmm. and I can appreciate anything. Because when I was in Germany on this trip, there was parts where I had nothing to lose and I found my way through Was that, that very freeing or was that very restricting? free and i think like i wasn't restricted at all because I, I knew like i I knew I, I could die like i was very aware of that but i was more aware of like i won't die i i believe that i'm gonna make it back to england eventually i'm gonna make it back home i'm gonna make it out and i just learned so much in that adventure but i didn't really get to to stop for a second I, there was no point during that entire like two or three week journey where i stopped to really think about what i was doing i was literally just in the moment mm-hmm. and especially even when i was injured and in shock i didn't consider how bad it was even to like last month i went for a blood test and they were like yo your iron is still really low so now like i'm not really on medication but they recommend they recommend like vitamins and stuff like that but i didn't realize how bad the accident was i, I literally had the injury so i lost so much blood that i it affect, the iron deficiency affected me for like two two months afterwards wow and i just i didn't really think that through but it made me more aware as well like after that i was like especially after getting arrested and things like that i was like Yo, like, I've got way more to live in life. I, I had this over nothing. Imagine the things I can achieve if I put my mind to what I want to do with music. Like, where where is that going to take me one day? Because yeah, your determination seems off the charts. Seems unreal, yeah. especially for a person of your of your age. Like, I can't imagine myself doing that. Honestly, it's yeah, it's really inspirational that you you had the desire to like keep going. I am you have one head of an experience, you know. This, yeah, it was crazy. You you said this was all in like May June of yeah, this year, right? May June. How did you, like, you had no money. How did you end up back in the UK? Uh, oh, it just gets crazy and crazy. After a while, you didn't take a like a little can- a canoe boat across the channel, did you? N- nearly, nearly. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I, I, what? I, I, I thought about it. No, I, about it. Um, <laughs> I ended up going back to Poland in Rotswurf. Um, I, I started working at, uh, with my friend, earning a bit of money, and and the money in Poland so inflated. I, I must have had like a stack. I was earning cash in hand money. I had a stack of this of Polish money. Like it worked out to be like forty quid. Like it was, it was, it was nothing impressive at all. It was just like the Polish whatever the currency is. Like I don't even know the name of the currency. I, c- I don't know the name. <laughs> I, I just I feel like I could, yeah, I'm not going to bother trying. Uh, but yeah, I ended up just getting a job and I was like, I booked a, a ticket back to the to UK, mm-hmm. and that's when my because at the time I'm like songwriting still. Yeah. But I was so distracted by this journey that I I didn't really even even consider music at this point. I, I went back to the UK. Um, that's when I got in touch with Kiss FM, and I went to an event and just started talking to their artists and started writing for some of their artists, and then. From there, um, 
attended like some rocket league event and then got a bit of money from there mm-hmm. and then went to, went to Malta for the whole summer lived there for the whole summer i was kind of homeless in Malta, just surviving writing music as well um was making enough money from music that i was able to afford a little apartment and then finally uni came along september 18th and i was like oh finally <laughs> i'm coming to uni i'm saved i'm i'm alive now my life's just come back down That's normality are you enjoying the normality or do you still miss that kind of yeah, adventure, not uh, knowing what's going to happen next? Yeah, I miss it. I mi- like Sometimes I'll be looking at my phone on like a Thursday night and I'll be like, oh, £7 to go to Amsterdam, like 10 quid to go to Dublin like on uh, for a like, weekend trip. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, it's not a good idea. Because I know I'll, get, and I'll, I'll end up in one of these adventures again. But yeah, I do I do miss it. Like It's nice to just settle down uh, in, in like a world of normality, really. Um, it, it does like make me, allow me to make music, which is way more valuable than risking my life in some <laughs> German mountains. <laughs> Avoiding cars. No, <laughs> okay, okay. I, like, I haven't got on a bike since that day. As well. oh I haven't God, rode a bike. I'm not getting on a bike. I'm, <laughs> I'm not traumatized. Surprised. Traumatized. Um, but um, I'm curious because you're studying psychology. For yeah, psychology. It's nothing to do with anything I've told you. Like, no, psychology. it does to be to an extent because you seem like have a very, a very determined and very well motivated yeah. mindset. Uh, does that have any? input to why you decided to go into psychology to understand uh, yeah, it's a yeah. subconscious thing you know trying to ups- understand your own subconscious yeah, by l- that. Literally, <laughs> literally, well i'm very fascinated by psychology like i used to read a lot as a kid and um i, I used to, uh, before i used to play footballer i never had any interest in the psychological matter but um i was like, i'm gonna go to uni i've got good enough grades from football when i was i was doing like a scholarship i can get to uni and study like psychology why not and i, I was fascinated by that i think if music does work out and i, I still manage to get a degree but i don't use it Psychology will be something that I can take with me into the world. Yeah. I can learn values and um, different terminology about anything. And from that, psychology, yeah, it's, it's teaching me a lot. I, I actually do love it. It's obviously, it's, it's not as, my, the routine here, getting up, going to lecture, is not the same as waking up on a tropical island in water, writing music. But mm-hmm. it's, I, I do like the, the I do like it. It's, I'm, I'm, psychology. More structure, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel, I feel like, I feel, I don't know, like, yeah, just in place. In place. Do you like the UEA as well? Yeah, I love UEA. The, and the, the opportunities here. I've met some people that I've met, even within music, like the same day that I met you, like, I swear to God, like five minutes after, someone else walked in <laughs> when, I was, when I was retaking the vote. No, I think it was before I met you because you came to do your thing. Yeah. Um, some guy come in and he was a producer and he was like, bro, I like your music. Like, And now, oh, now me and him are working together on music and it's just like, just like the circumstance of meeting somebody, you know, there's so many people from different backgrounds here mm-hmm. from all over the world who have different talents. And it's just the, the, the circumstance of that is just so powerful. It's, what is it? I, what is the phrase? Um, every every person you meet, those six people or something. Yeah, the yeah, Six yeah, people you know it. all across the world. Every every six people know everybody across the world. I think that's the. I think that's the phrase. Yeah, but like I that. think that it's so realistic and it's bring back to Di- I'll bring Disney into it. It's a small world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Disney. I think I think I, I just love adventure and that part of life. I think I'm I'm just full of life, man. And that's that's I want to live it to the north. And with my music, hopefully now. I'm you know releasing my first song soon, which is actually about the old me. Um, I, I don't know if I told you before, but I heard, I've heard a, a sneak. I've heard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I heard played it a little bit. I performed it at the the show as well, but I need to retouch it. I think at the minute the song's vibey. I want to make it more vibey and more mm-hmm. like powerful. So that's the plan right now. But um, in a sense, like now I could just focus on my music and I'm level to that, and I'm just yeah doing that right now. That's no, that, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. No, it's been absolutely in, like insane, inspiring right? and insane. Yeah. And yeah, all over the place. Honestly, yeah. such an amazing experience. Yeah, I no, would I, say, would the last thing I would say is, what would you like to be remembered for? Remembered? As, as it's as a big question. If I was to like, let's say, 
life ends now. All, um, yeah, all done. What what was the the one thing or the whole the whole? Concept? I would I would love people to look at me and, and see the individuality in me and be like, you know what, this random guy from from a small like part of London who had nothing, he went through all this in life. That I, I want I don't want people to look at me and be like, admire that. I want to, them to admire the individuality of themselves and be like, if he did it, he, that's his journey, that's his story. I can find my own story within what I do. I can find my own journey within that, and they'll remember me for like just uh, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know the adventure as well. The individuality and the adventure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you for no, coming on. Thank you for having me. Really and loved it. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So thanks for watching this latest episode of Hallway Discussions. And yeah, it's well, what a story. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. I'll catch you guys in a bit.